Welcome to Mother Luck, an all-things momhood podcast with your host, Romy and Alex. As new moms ourselves, we are starting to understand the ups and downs of new motherhood. From sleepless nights to joyful milestones, we'll discuss all the things related to raising babies and how we're handling it. Join us as we share tips, tricks, vent sessions, and stories that will make you laugh, cry, and everything in between, because we're all surviving in this together. Hey, Mother Luck Mamas, this is Romy. And Alex. And we are talking about a super fun, fun in quotations topic today. We're going to talk about sleep and the joys that sleep has brought us. Or not. (laughs) Zero. It has brought us zero joy. (laughs) Um, But before we do that, I want to check in. How are you, Alex? I'm good. I'm in a place where there's a lot of change in my life. So I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode, but we closed on a house this past Monday. So we are in the thick of like doing so many Facebook marketplace pickups and moves and um, moving huge couches between houses. So definitely feeling a little beat up today, but still exciting and promising. What about you? Good. Um, When do you think your expected like complete move-in day is? So I'm hoping we actually spend our first weekend in the house when you're in town. Um, So in like two weeks. Yeah. So hopefully in about two weeks, we'll be in the new house. And then our plan is to Airbnb our current house. So a lot of moving parts going on over here. Yes. Let's work towards that like financial freedom life. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I had a very eventful weekend. So my cousins um, who are five and six years old stayed the night with me. And that was very fun because I also have a one-year-old. So it had a six, five and one-year-old and they were, they were good overall. But yesterday we had our first accident. So we went to the playground and Mia, you know, she's, she's new here. She's still learning how to walk and she still trips. Well, she tripped and hit her face and her mouth on the slide and there was blood everywhere, everywhere. And so luckily the six-year-old, I was like, hand me the water, hand me this, hand me that. And I have a screaming one-year-old and I don't even know what this five-year-old is doing. No idea. Um, so <laughs> I was going to put my t-shirt on Mia's mouth to like put pressure on it. But instead I got the inside of a diaper because I feel like that was cleaner than my sweaty t-shirt. I did that. I threw water on it. And so it was just like an adrenaline rush. And then after that, I was ready for them to go. I mean, they were so good, but I was like, we need to rest. We need-. But Mia was fine. Was I mean, after, yeah. after like a couple of minutes of crying, she was fine. Of course, I had intrusive thoughts after that. She woke up last night crying. And I'm like, oh my God, is she bleeding out? So of course I had to go get her or I was, she had the pacifier in her mouth after I was like, oh my God, what if the pacifier like is stuck on her lip? So it's those intrusive yeah. thoughts for me. Well, I mean, <laughs> I take it as a mom win that you made it almost 14 or 15 months without having an accident. Yes. <laughs> I have a clumsy baby and we've had a couple. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. That is a major win. So um, I have accident insurance on her now. (laughs) (laughs) I signed up for it like a month ago. So um, at least if something really bad happens, at least I have a little bit of protection. Mm -hmm. Mom thinks. So yeah, so that was my week. Um, Love my girls, all of them. So I'm happy I got to spend time with them. What was your biggest takeaway after watching three kids? I will not be having three kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the only takeaway. <laughs> Felt. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, so yeah, that was my weekend. So let's talk about sleep. <sighs> I feel like we all just need to take a collective sigh. Right. At 
the lack of sleep, especially in newborn days, because I feel like that's probably where we should start. Um, and I know, so as you know, Romy and I both breastfed. So sleep was, I guess, a little harder to come at those early days. Like mm -hmm. I, I literally checked my app, my Huckleberry app and scrolled back to see like how often she woke up. She's like up every hour and a half, every two hours for a solid, I don't know, month and a half. Um, wow. So that's really rough. Um, you're kind of just in a state of adrenaline and exhaustion and running on fumes. I don't even want to go back to my Huckleberry app and look at that because that's yeah. trauma. Yeah. <laughs> so what we did is I actually bought this new, which in hindsight, Sophia didn't actually really like it that much. Like it was hmm. a, like a swarm byproduct. Like everybody loved it. Like they said you needed it. She didn't really care for it. So like I would have done fine with a bedside bassinet. Um, but anyway, I had that next to my bed and I would just, you know, roll over, pick her up, feed her mm -hmm. real quick and set her back down. So that was nice. But yeah, I really didn't sleep because I knew that she'd be up an hour and a half and like intrusive thoughts, mom thoughts. I'm like, what if I don't wake up when she's crying, even though she's literally right next to me. Mm -hmm. So those were those were the dark days. <laughs> yeah, I remember my second night at the hospital. Mia did not sleep at all. And we were not pacifier parents. Like we said, we only had one thing that we said we were never going to do. Like, let's say I went to the restaurant and kids cried. I never was one of those people that said, well, if I have kids, they're not going to be screaming in a restaurant. I never said that. I never said any of that. Mm -hmm. But when it came to a pacifier, that was the one thing I said. I was like, my kid isn't going to have a pacifier. Well, I learned my lesson. Um, so for the first like six weeks of her life, we didn't give her a pacifier so she screamed all the time because if she wasn't on the boob and she wasn't like in a good mood which newborns aren't um she was screaming and then finally at like six weeks eric was like i can't do this anymore and the reason we were very anti-pacifier was because i know a little girl that has the teeth that are like curved up and I was like, my kid is not going to have those ugly teeth. Um, now that kid has perfect teeth and she looks good. But that was my, I was not giving her a pacifier. And now at 14 months old, she still uses the pacifier, but only to sleep or in the car ride when she screams. Um, but we're, we've, I've even taken it from there. So really only bedtime or nap time. I'm glad you brought that up because I was the same way. I remember like I was like, no pacifier, just because I didn't want something else to have to like wean off of and yeah, like yeah, me too. off. Um, because I've heard of like babies, if their pacifier fell asleep in their mouth, then you'd have to go put it back in. I was like, I'm trying to avoid that. Mm -hmm. But I remember I was like six weeks in and she was just, which it was witching hour. And mm -hmm. we can get into that a little bit, mm -hmm. but like um, she's screaming and I'm like by myself rocking a baby. Brandon's at work. He gets home. He's like overwhelmed too. I'm like, let's just try it. Mm -hmm. And we put it in her mouth and like, we got like 10 minutes of silence. And I will never <laughs> forget that moment. It was great. She ended up not liking the pacifier really. Yeah. So like we never used it. Mm. But um, I remember feeling desperate. I was like, just if this helps, I, I will wean it later. Like yes. that is a, that's a tomorrow problem. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So like I was saying at the hospital night two, she didn't sleep at all because no pacifier, like we were roughing mm -hmm. it. And then I didn't sleep because of that. By the morning time, she was crying. I was crying. Eric was asleep. So I woke him up crying. I was like, I just need you to take her. I'm so tired. Um, and then I slept for like two or three hours, I think. I mean, maybe it was five minutes. I really don't know. But it felt like two or three hours. Yeah. Um, so that newborn sleep was absolutely horrible. I mean, I don't shouldn't even call it sleep. We yeah. didn't sleep. 
But yeah, so. it was not sleep. It was literally just running on fumes. It's funny. So I remember the first day I had Sophia the first night. Like, it was, like, great. And yes. apparently there's, like, this thing called, I don't know what it's called. Yes. But it's, like, pretty much I still think they're in the womb. So they're not really crying. The first day is great. You're, like, oh, my God, I have an angel baby. Like, yes. And then the second day, it's, like, they know they're here, kind of. And it's yeah. awful. <laughs> so I didn't know that was a thing until the doctor came in. Um, Her doctor came in. And he was like, how are things going? I was like, oh, my God, she slept so good, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day when he came to check us out, he was like, yeah, that's normal. Like, the first night's always good. Second night's always bad. And I was like, oh, sir, you could have told me. You could have given me a warning. I had no idea. <laughs> right. At least we know now, like, first, second, baby, these are all learnings. Yes. yes we know what to expect. The first day is going to be great, amazing, beautiful. Like, I mean, other than, you know, all the physical stuff that's yeah, happening. Yeah. <laughs> but the second day and beyond is where shit gets real. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I had no idea that was a thing. So, um, and nobody told me. Not a soul has ever said first night's good, second night's bad. And by bad, I mean horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you mentioned witching hour. I had no idea witching hour was a thing. So first of all, you're already not sleeping. And witching hour occurs between like the evening hours, like, I don't six know. Six to 10, depends. Yeah, six to 10, something like that. So that was probably the hardest point for my husband ever. Still probably to this day, because by the time he went back to work at like her third week, fully back to work, he would come home around five, six, seven, whatever. And it was the exact time where she would be screaming her head off for hours. And really, that's the only time he got to see her, like, before it got, like, really late. Um, so he, for weeks, thought that she hated him. Like, his feelings were truly hurt. And it made me sad. Um, and then we figured out that witching hour, what it was, etc. And then one day, finally, after weeks and weeks and weeks, it was over. And it's been not, it's definitely not been great since. But that was absolutely horrific. Of just a screaming child for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Purple screams. Like, Sophia was the same way. So, Brandon got home around the same time. And by that point, like, I'm already, like, drained, exhausted. If you've listened to the breastfeeding episode, you knew, mm -hmm. like, I was going through healing. And mm -hmm. um, by the time Brandon got home, it was like, here, just take her. Like, yes. I'm so drained. And she would just cry and scream and nothing except you know, nursing would soothe her, but you don't mm -hmm. want to sit there for hours and just nurse her from six to 10. Mm -hmm. um, that was, yeah, that was rough. And then it, I think it ended around like maybe 10, 12 weeks, I would say. Like it lasted pretty much like all of newborn phase, at least yeah. for us. Yeah, it was definitely all newborn. Yeah. Um, so I have a friend that's pregnant now and they're figuring out what they're going to do as far as living situation. And I was like, do you guys know what witching hour is? Like I would plan around that. Like what time is your husband going to be home? What time works best for everyone? Because mm -hmm. it takes all hands on deck and you yes. need a break. Yeah. Because you just want to hand off that baby when your man comes home. And he doesn't, he also doesn't want to take a screaming child. You know, it's just a lot. Yeah. I remember the one thing I wish I would have done a little bit more during like the newborn phase and sleep was like instead of like i know like sleep routines are important but i wish i would have just kind of like let her sleep next to me in like a little lounger or something versus mm -hmm. either contact napping or trying to put her down mm -hmm. um because it would have let me be, feel a little bit more free and during that time we were still going through home renovation so like we had our contractor here there's noise all the time so i was like oh, literally yeah. just up in her nursery holding her and i remember coming down sometimes and him being like 
oh, she's such a quiet baby. But he didn't know like what I was dealing with upstairs. Right. You know? <laughs> so you're making a whole lot of noise. Okay. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> having to rock her, hold her, nurse her literally like 24 hours a day. It felt like, um, and I mean, we made it. It was, it's fine now. Like I can look back at it and know it was hard, but know that it got better too. Yes, definitely. But it feels never ending. Did yeah. you use anything to track how she slept? Yeah, I used the Huckleberry app for that too. I like the first week I used it here and there because when I was looking, it was like it looked like she slept five hours, six hours. Like she did not sleep that. And then like right. as I went on, it was um, you know, every hour and a half, every two hours. And then I ended up upgrading to like premium to where it would tell me like what her perfect nap times were based on her. And that really helped too. But I honestly depended on that app. Yeah, I used it a lot too, especially in the beginning. Um, And I have not gone back to look at it because I actually don't want to. Like, I don't want to relive that time. And something I didn't mention in the last episode, which is definitely the most important reason why I used the Huckleberry app, was because I would breastfeed her. And I would think it'd only been 20 minutes ago since I last fed her and it had been two hours. Um, And it was the same with, like, sleep. I'm like, she slept for so long or she slept for so little but really she didn't yeah <laughs> you know like it just you're in such a haze with no sleep and exhaustion and everything that you really have no idea that app was so helpful for me um and then eventually once we kind of got into a, a good routine of like i knew her nap schedule once she was older um then i kind of stopped using it because yeah. it was just another thing i had to keep track with so yeah. shout out to that app for, for real, real. I remember, um, you, like you sparked a memory, like as a newborn, they have to eat like every two hours or something. Mm -hmm. Is it is it every two hours or every four hours? I think it's every two hours. I, I was feeding every two. Yeah, I think it was it every like. two. So like, even if they were finally got them asleep, they're sleeping. You had to wake them up to feed them, mm -hmm. and um, you had to change your diaper too, because pretty much every diaper was a poop diaper. Yeah, or and, like, it was a dirty diaper either way. Yeah, like I remember, like she'd be asleep and I'd hear, and I have to like, you know put her on the bed on the changing thing and like change her, put her back. So literally like, I don't know how I did it. I don't know how moms do it. Like, yeah, it's like some force of nature that you just keep going. It's truly survival. Yeah. I don't know that I woke her up every two hours. I think she was just kind of waking up every two hours anyway. And if it, if I knew she was going to wake up and then the next 10 minutes, I didn't care if she, we were 10 minutes late to, I just to couldn't go back to sleep. I had a lot of like, I guess it, it was postpartum anxiety. Like, I was like, well, I know I'm gonna have to be up in 20 minutes anyway. And it takes me 20 minutes to fall asleep. And I didn't want her to wake Brandon up either. Like, cause then we're all going to be miserable. Yes. So it's like an ongoing, like. Yes. That's definitely one thing I've learned as a mom. We, I used to have a friend that she has the kid and she'd hang out with us, whatever, but she'd always leave early. Like just stay a little bit later. Like it's just one night. One night's not going to do anything. Yes, it is. It sure is. It it might mess you up for a week. It might mess you up for three days. Nonetheless, it's going to mess things up. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't want that. Yeah. It's a good segue to talk about, like, once we nail down a um, schedule, mm -hmm. what that looks like. Um, I know for me, actually, I'll let you go first. Like, when did you start feeling like you were in a schedule with nap times um, and a little bit more predictable? Hmm, that's a good question because I'm not sure, but I know when I 
mentally started feeling better. Like, I'm sure we were on a schedule a little bit before this, but she slept in her bassinet until she was eight months old. And the only reason that was is because she was literally like, her head was on the, like touching the top and her feet were touching the bottom and she rolled into the bed one time. And I had the one that hovered over the bed, the the halo, loved it and it swiveled and I could just push her away and it was great. Um, but once she rolled into my bed, I said, okay, it's time for us to start sleep training slash just putting you in your crib. Once she slept in her crib, like truly slept in her crib, girl, game changer. Mm -hmm. I got rest for the first time in my life. Not really. First time since becoming a mom, you know? Felt like um, it because you're in it forever. It feels like a lifetime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was probably the first time I felt good. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, that that's scary because now she's sleeping in a different room than me. But I think before that, she had already established like a, a nap routine. She established it. I didn't set it. So if I noticed that she would fall asleep at like 10-ish, then I would just kind of take note of this is her normal schedule and I would just follow it. I, she didn't do what I wanted her. I, I did what she wanted me to do. Yeah, I like that. Um, what about you? Hey, fellow mother-like mamas and dads who are brave enough to listen in. Just wanted to pop in and remind you that if you're enjoying our content, make sure you hit the follow button on our podcast about all things momhood. Honestly, it's like being part of an exclusive club, but without the secret handshakes. And while you're at it, make sure to rate and review our podcast to help others find us and grow our community. Well, I can tell you, I remember the time I put her in her um, crib. So Sophia has and still is like very light sleeper mm -hmm. and... Um, I knew like, I tried to co-sleep. I tried because I was mm -hmm. so exhausted and it just didn't work for either of us. And like anytime Brandon would have to get up to get ready for work, it'd wake her up. Like even if I toss and turn in the bed, that would wake her up. Mm -hmm. So like at five months, I was like, maybe I can try putting her in her crib. And I was so scared because I know that SIDS like is yes. know, high, especially like before, I think it's like seven months. It's like at the highest. and Honestly, like I didn't really get much sleep because I was so scared and checking the monitor all the time, but I put her in her crib and she did so much better than in the room with us. Like mm -hmm. having like it being darker and more quiet. She slept, she started sleeping better at night. Um, but daytime sleep was and still is not the best. Uh, but I remember like that was kind of like when things started getting a little bit more predictable, but then the sleep regressions came and you know, that, <laughs> that would mess us up for like several weeks um to two months and then um you know we'd get kind of back better at nighttime sleep and then another regression would come so it's literally just like ebbs and flows yeah i forgot about sleep regressions like it's like you get into a good routine and then lol it's gone yeah yeah and i try uh, to just remind myself like i know it's like good for them developmentally like they're like you know like building their brain and like okay. things are changing and it's normal um and i try to tell myself that but it was it was exhausting yeah so you mentioned contact sleep. That is something I did do with Mia because it felt so natural. It was like primal. Like when you become a mom, you turn into an animal. Mm -hmm. um, so I needed her with me as much as she needed me. So I didn't want to because I heard I was afraid I was going to roll over on her. I was scared that the pillow was going to fall on her. Like I was so scared of everything, of course. But she was quiet and she was calm and I was calm and it makes sense. I mean, she just came out of my womb and then I'm just going to throw her in, in a bassinet. Like, no. 
So once I got over the fact that that wasn't going to happen, her sleeping alone, not alone, she's next to me, but you know, sleeping mm-hmm. in the bassinet, I let her sleep with us um, probably for longer than I should have. And not every night. If she would fall asleep, I would put it in the bassinet. But the initial like putting her to sleep was always touching me. Um, and that was a hard habit to break because I think I'm still breaking it, honestly. <laughs> I still contact Nat for yeah. a lot of her naps. Um, but we couldn't, she just didn't like, it was like really uncomfortable for me because Brandon mm-hmm. is a super heavy sleeper. Like, mm-hmm. and I knew like, so I would have to sleep on the complete edge of the bed. So she would be as far away from him as possible. <laughs> and like, I'd be like so stiff because I'd be like trying to cover her with yes. one arm, but then she'd try to stretch and she couldn't. So it'd wake her up. So it was just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a sweet moment and a sweet time with your baby, but mentally I'm like very, very uncomfortable because I'm afraid anything is going to happen to her. She's going to stop breathing. The the mm-hmm. blanket's going to cover her. And then physically, like you're contorted in all these yes. different positions because you want her to be the most comfortable. comfortable. And you want your husband to be comfortable. And then you're just like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You're like, as like, long as I, I literally, guess, literally like, she would nurse while she was asleep. So I'm literally like awake because she's like nurse, like nursing to sleep while Brandon's just, you know, dozed, sleeping like a baby. Sophia's sleeping like a baby because she's nursing and I'm there like all contorted, barely hanging on the bed, <laughs> boob out, awful. <laughs> no shower. Yeah. Um. So at the eight month mark, when she stopped fitting in the bassinet and it was time for the bassinet to go, I had the hardest time, quote unquote, sleep training her. And I say, quote unquote, because I don't know. How do you sleep train a baby? Like, I don't. It's weird. I don't know what I'm saying here. But, you know, do you get what I'm saying, Alex? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no right way to do anything Mm -hmm. with a baby, especially sleep. You have to figure out what works best for your baby. So her sleep training in my eyes was um, letting her try to independently fall asleep, which does not work. still doesn't work, which is fine. Okay. She'll, she falls asleep next to us on the couch, whatever. Um, but I mentioned in the postpartum episode that I didn't really cry a lot for like no reason. Once I realized it was hormones, we worked on that. However, when it came to sleep, I cried a lot because I would rock her to sleep in my arms, put her down, and then she would scream her head off. So I wrote myself a note. Well, before I wrote myself a note, Every single mom that's on my social media, like on Instagram that I know that I'm friends with, I pretty much reach out to them and I'm like, what are you doing? What worked? What didn't work? And then from there, I figured out like my plan. So let's say she, I would let her cry it out for three minutes and then I'd go check on her and then it would be five minutes cried out six. Like every time I would wait a little bit longer and that seemed to help. Um, One of the biggest tips I have um, that worked for me was if she's sleeping on me and I put her down the bassinet, like put pressure on her face and her chest so that she still feels you and then eventually slowly let go. And that worked like a charm because she still thought I was there. And I want to mention our choice of, and by our choice, I mean my choice of not using a camera. So in my post, in my postpartum brain, I thought that it would give me more anxiety to, be checking the monitor every two seconds. Like I thought I would be stressed out after the fact. So I'd be stressed out because she's sleeping in her room and I'd be stressed out because I'm like, did she move? Is, is everything okay? Is it like, I would be so worried. So my postpartum brain, I thought it was the best idea to not use a camera. 
and I still don't use a camera. Um, however, with number two, I'll probably be using the camera that I have um, because I have one, but I just we just didn't install it because I just didn't feel like it would be it would protect my mental health. And so, <laughs> so that's where we're at with that. But um, now if she cries at night, I know that if she cries for like five minutes, goes back to sleep um, and I do not go get her. The first night she slept with the door open, I slept with the door open and we're on the same floor. So, you know, all's good. I could easily run over there, but I know you're not on the same floor as Sophia. So how did you do that? Yeah, I actually have a couple things to address. So you mentioned like mm -hmm. nap training and yeah. sleep training. So we tried a couple things. Sophia, I like, they say there's like different types of babies. She's a low sleep needs baby. I've come to find out like, okay, she's okay taking short naps. I'm not okay with her taking short naps, but she's okay with it. And, you know, we tried a couple things. We actually tried the cry it out method for a couple of days and it worked fine until the six month sleep regression came. Mm -hmm. And then it just threw it all away. And I, I was not in a place to do sleep training again. Like mm -hmm. it was like three days and it's hard. Like, you know, we did like, I think we started at five minutes actually. And then like we'd go up to 12. So it's like longer breaks because for mm -hmm. her, if she saw us too frequently, it'd make mm -hmm. her more mad versus mm -hmm. like the check-ins and you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so we tried that and it worked until it didn't. And then we just didn't. And then I just relied on contact naps and sleeping and nursing, nursing. And yeah. Um, but no. Um, so when we transferred her to her room at five months, what I didn't mention is her room is upstairs and ours is like mm. downstairs on the other side of the house. So I had a ton of anxiety. So I literally slept in the guest bed, which is across the hall for her for probably like a month and a half, which honestly, I was kind of sad to move back down because I had a whole bed <laughs> to myself and that was nice. But I 100% use a camera. I actually had two cameras in her room. Wow. Um, the Owlette, which is good, but sometimes like it takes a second to load because it's like through Wi-Fi. So then I ended up getting the infant optics, which is like non-Wi-Fi camera because I was like, if that one goes out, then I have this one like as mm -hmm. a backup. Um, so I actually had two cameras and it gave me a lot more peace. Cause like I was able to like check in on her through the night. If I woke up with having to go all the way upstairs. Yeah, um, true. Um, I just would leave her door cracked. Even still, I'd leave her door cracked and I just peek and make sure her chest is moving up and down. And if she's doing that, see, then we're good. <laughs> if I didn't have two dogs, I would have left her door open, but mm, we, we have to like close her door. Cause if not Troy, um, our little dog will go up there and like roll, run around on her carpet and somebody would wake her up. So um, we had to leave our door closed, but yeah, I checked our camera a lot and it, it brought me a ton of peace. Like even now, like I'll still use it. I'll probably use it till she's three years old, TBH, but yeah, it, it's, it's been rough. I will say like within the past like month, she finally started getting on a schedule. Yay, um, yeah. I was so happy. Like she was going down at 10 and at three and taking mm -hmm. like an hour and a half naps, which was like game. Yeah, she literally like would only take like 50, 20 minute naps, 25 minute naps. Like that's barely enough time to do like literally nothing. Maybe like yeah. use a bathroom, get water, and then she's awake. Mm -hmm. um, until she got sick. She got sick. I mentioned this on the last episode, but mm -hmm. if she was sick, it like just threw her off. And she hasn't really bounced back yet from like needing us to hold her. Mm -hmm. um, so we're trying to figure that out. But it's like something to know about babies is you just have to be patient because they get sick. If there's a sleep regression, if you like take them off their schedule, it takes a little while to get back mm -hmm. on it until, you know, they get sick or something happens again. And you just have to keep, it's mm -hmm. like literally cyclical. Mm -hmm. And to think that I would be on a different floor than my child gives me stress. Yeah. I would definitely be using the camera. I literally again. like, there's so many times I had intrusive thoughts and nightmares because the stairs literally like face the front door. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what if somebody broke in? Like literally, if you go upstairs, her door is the first one right there. 
<gasps> and like, there's so many times, like I'd have to get up and make sure. And like the doors are locked at like 3 a.m. Cause I'd freak out. And like, I'd wake up and check the cameras outside. I'm like, what if there's somebody that, yeah, it's. Those intrusive thoughts yeah. are something else. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I've... it was real. I think like the more, whenever I'm like stressed from work, whatever, I, I've noticed I have more intrusive, like thoughts like at nighttime about Sophia, oh. which is um, wild, but that's why I recommend therapy. It's helped a ton. <laughs> I haven't had as many like nightmares about somebody breaking into my house. So yeah, yeah wild. Yeah. So we need to work on that stress. Yeah. <laughs> Prioritize so. your mental health as mamas. That's yes. the number one thing that I've learned throughout this journey. So I want to mention two things. One, where we use a sleep sack instead of blankets because that way she just has a permanent blanket on her that won't cover her face or she won't suffocate all the things so that was really great because that helped with intrusive thoughts and second thing is i found the note that i wrote myself on january 12th 2023 so this year and this is what it reads me a sleep plan put her in the crib read slash talk to her while she's in the crib she's going to scream and cry when you leave the room Check on slash soothe her after five minutes, then add two minutes every time until she's asleep. Mia is safe. Mia is okay. She will get used to it. This might take two weeks. This is how routine begins. And I would read that to myself regularly, and it made me feel better. (laughs) I um, I have something similar, but not like a Mm. note to myself. I just have like, so I do have like a, I do recommend like a sleep routine, something you do every time you like put them mm-hmm. down. And mine was always, if she had a dirty diaper, I'd change it. Mm-hmm. I'd put her, I'd turn on her sound machine, put her in the sleep sack, you know, talk to her, say mm-hmm. sleepy time. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, do whatever to go to sleep. But I love that you had that reminder. And I am going to do that next time with my second baby. Yeah. And that baby comes. Right. And I told myself it was, she was going to be okay because I knew the intrusive thoughts were coming. Like I knew mm-hmm that my mind was not so gonna, be gonna okay. feel abandoned like yes i left her not coming back there's yes <laughs> and now oh. at 14 months she when she sees a sleep sack she like gets her arm out so i can put her hand in the sleeve and even yesterday it was so cute because it's it's just more obvious now like yeah that she knows what's going on she's like okay like i know that the sleep sack means it's sleep time yeah, like, I yes girl you. yes I said, did i send you the video or i just told you like now so feel if like at bedtime we'll be playing and she'll literally reach and grab her sleep sack and pull it out like when she's ready you to go told to me and i love it so much yeah so now she knows which is great and i love that but you know we need that same energy for during the day because a mama is tired right and mia this like last week she's been taking three hour naps which is great but she's only taking one yeah um and the difference within her day sleep is that if she's at home with me like on fridays she'll take a longer nap she could take up to three hours sometimes or definitely two but if she's off while I'm at work, um, she'll take a 40 minute nap, a 30 minute nap, at most an hour. So Monday through Thursday, her day nap is different than her Friday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's working out, it's fine. Um, but I can definitely tell the difference sometimes because if she's in a mood, in like let's say she's at my mom's house or something, I'll just go get her. I'm like, no, if she's in a mood, she'll sleep here and she'll sleep here for longer. So yeah, you'll just learn your kid. See, I would be like, if- 
if I had the freaking privilege and blessing of having my mom live in the same town as me, I'm like, oh, she could take 30 minutes nap there. I don't have to deal with it. That's okay. <laughs> True. Well, I don't want to give my mom too much trouble either. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a point where I was sharing a lot like, oh, my mom did, did this and did that. And I just kind of like toned it down a little bit because I was like, Alex doesn't have her mom next to her. Like, no, I, I'm, I'm so happy for you. It was so nice. I literally like that would have changed my whole my whole experience experience 100 percent yeah um, so if you're listening to this and you're toying with moving away from family like while you're pregnant don't you don't have to don't like <laughs> unless they're willing to move to where you are don't like yeah because you're gonna mm-hmm. need that support definitely so do you have anything else you want to add about sleep i feel like there's like a lot of things we could probably touch on but obviously i'm not a sleep expert because mm-hmm. I actually, so I have a friend, she uh, had the perfect sleeping angel baby and not to say she didn't put work into it. Cause she like read this book and she did like, you know, all the things that it said, but her baby would, you know, fall asleep independently starting at like four months and wow. nap like an hour and a half. And my baby was like, whenever we would talk, I couldn't help but feel like just a little bit jealous because I wish I had that like flexibility to set my baby down and then go do what I needed to. But something I reminded myself a lot of is that every baby's different. And mm-hmm. once she old, once she's older, you know, these problems aren't going to be here anymore. Definitely. So it was temporary. That's just my biggest takeaway is every baby's different and it's temporary. And that is what my mind kept telling me. Yep. I would like to know the name of this book. She sent uh, it to me and I need to, rem- I'll, I'll put it maybe in like the show notes afterward, but yeah, I'm going to read it for my next baby. I feel like once she told me about it, it was, it, she was already like at the six month sleep progression, a little too late. I was like, wait, nah, I'm not doing right. something else anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. So moving forward with kid number two, I will work on my intrusive thoughts and hopefully start, start sleep training number two a lot earlier than eight months. Uh, but we'll just see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Sleep has been the roughest part. Like, yes, breastfeeding was very painful, but But it was only painful for three, you yeah, know, three ish weeks. Let's say three. Yeah. Well, for me, it was like three ish months, I felt like, but um, <laughs> it, it is super, super hard, but it ends a lot quicker than the sleep. Sleep is a longer journey. Yes. And even still, if we don't, we, we don't get her down or like she's fussy. I'll still, I'll get like overstimulated. She's like, overtired. That's something yes. we're going to talk about. An overtired baby is a lot harder to put to sleep than a barely tired baby. Yes. Last thing I'll add is that even like last night, she was very tired and she didn't want to be rocked. She just, she wasn't having it. So I got tired of her not having it. So we went outside and it was kind of hot, but it was like 930 at night, super late for her. Um, I mean, and me, <laughs> I took her outside and it didn't put her to sleep. But I could tell it calmed her down. Like her breathing wasn't like so fussy. And then by the time I brought her back inside and I laid her on the couch, she just kind of put herself to sleep. Like I still like rubbed her head and like did stuff. But that going outside and coming back Mm -hmm. made such a big difference. So you just have to figure out what works. Um, But, you know, crying is okay too. Like you can both cry together. It's fine. (laughs) So many times. And I just said like it's okay to get frustrated too. Like. Sometimes mm-hmm. I get frustrated with her and I'm frustrated at myself. That's taking mm-hmm. longer. And I'm like, you know, not everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. And like a lot of it is, you know, like it's beautiful, but yeah. it's okay to get frustrated. Like, doesn't make you a bad mom. Sometimes your baby's a little annoying. Like, yeah, yeah. That's okay too. <laughs> yeah. So that was a lot for sleep. And I hope we didn't scare anyone, but honestly, it's scary. So, I mean, 
be ready (laughs) for I'm thinking like next episode, we should talk about going back to work because we're both working mamas. We're both figuring out at the same time, sleep routines. And what is that? Because I just told y'all that she didn't really have a sleep routine until like eight months, breastfeeding, pumping, all the things you're figuring that out. And then you go back to work. So I think we need to bring that up next week. Yes. And the joke of 12 weeks of maternity leave that is standard in America. Insane. That's Girl. like, I literally could talk about that probably for hours, but we'll say that for the next episode. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I love that. Um, I feel like it's nice, a good venting session. Love this. Feeling mm-hmm. relieved. Wish we would have had this a long time ago. Um, but I hope you mamas took something away from it, even if it's just to validate how you're feeling in this stage season of life. Yeah. And it'll be over eventually. We just got to survive. We just got to make it through. Yeah. I love that. So make sure you stay tuned for next week's episode. Excited to chat with you guys. I'll make sure to add that book recommendation in the show notes below. And if it ends up working for you, please let us know. So we make sure we don't forget to read it for our next baby. Yes. No, I'm reading it, whether it works yeah. or not. There's some <laughs> little nugget I'm going to find that's going to work for me. Exactly. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, Perfect. bye, mamas. Bye. Thank you for tuning into Motherluck and all things momhood podcast. Remember, no matter how challenging it may seem, you're doing an amazing job as a parent and whatever's working for you and your baby is what's right. If you have any questions or topics you'd like for us to discuss in future episodes, reach out to us on our social media channels listed in the show notes below. Until next time, keep rocking motherhood and cherishing every moment with your little ones. This is Romy and Alex signing off.